Hi, how you getting on? Are you ready for another episode? It's time to sit back, relax, and be inspired by Trials of a Sofa Surfer. Sofa Surfer. Today we are speaking with Janice Mitchell. She is the housing homeless lead for the Glasgow City Health and Social Care Partnership. This is an integrated board with the Glasgow Council and the Health Board to deliver all community health and social care services for children, adults and older people, along with homelessness and criminal justice service. So we are delighted uh, that Janice could come and chat with us for a, a short time in order for her to explain what her role entails on a day-to-day basis. Here Janice explains what she does, uh, but she also touches on some aspects of her own life so that we manage to get a sense of the person and not just the professional. So please relax, grab yourself a coffee or plug it into the car and sit back, relax, listen to Janice Mitchell. I'll see you at the end. Janice, lovely to see you. Yep. Thanks for coming to chat with us. Um, so you're just back being holiday, something yes, nice? Yes, I was away to Florida. Very nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that Very a regular nice. hunt? No, just this is my first time being there. Mm-hmm. Family? Yeah. Yes, my son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren. It was absolutely fabulous. Orlando, all the Orlando, parks and stuff? Orlando, all the parks, mm-hmm. all the Disney parks. What was yes. your favourite? Magic Kingdom. <laughs> just loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Then you go back? I think we're planning to go back in two years' time, I think. Mm-hmm. You Did save you up really much for that. Yes. Great. So, Janice, for those that don't know, can you tell us what your title is and what it is you do? So, my title is I'm the Housing and Homeless Lead for Glasgow Health and Social Care Partnership. And I cover the northeast and a bit of the northwest of the city. So, what I do is my main point of contact for all housing associations linking in with Health and Social Care Partnership services and vice versa. So, Health and Social Care Partnership linking in with housing associations in both the North East and about the North West, they say. Okay. So, do you come across individuals or is it mainly just organisations that you work with? Mainly organisations. I've dealt with a few, I deal a lot of cases with health visitors um, where they're looking to get uh, families rehoused due to difficulties in their current housing situation. But my main point of my job is tenancy statement to make sure people stay in their homes and don't come into homelessness. Tenancy sustainment, a word that doesn't seem to be, you know, it's, it's not it's not a phrase that's enjoyed at the moment, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I suppose, I, I've been doing this job for 16 years, so I kind of started off um, when the hostels were decommissioned to make sure there was appropriate health and social services out there for people who were coming out of the hostels. So I did a lot of interviews. But tenancy sustainment, I think, can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Right? I mean, a lot of things. Absolutely. I mean, I think the main... The main aim is to keep people in their own homes yes, and give them appropriate support in their own homes so they don't become homeless. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm. So, uh, so 16 years? 16 years I've been doing this You've job. seen many changes then? A lot of changes. There's so a what, hostel closure programme. Well, what was it like running it then? Because I don't really remember the hostels mm. and, and, and I wasn't working in the sector at that time. So what was it like then? I suppose it was very, very busy. So it was a bit like... Um, 
at that time it was Glasgow uh, Health Board that decided they would have posts within homelessness, the homelessness partnership at that time, to ensure that services were ready for people coming out of hostels. Because we did have the dedicated homelessness health services, and there's probably at that time a lot more staff there in Hunter Street at that time. So they were looking at how can we look, have three posts that go out and work with services out there to ensure people are going to get the appropriate services, so that troubleshooting about access to GP services, access to social work and health services out there. Very, very busy. Um, I was in and out a lot of the hostels here in the northeast of the city, um, which were very busy. Um, and I spoke to a lot of service users, ex-hostel dwellers, when they were resettled back. And I think for me the interesting thing was one particular interview where um, I spoke to this man and he was still living in the one room and didn't feel comfortable using the rest of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the service users that I spoke to the, the, the services they were praising more were the third sector organisations, the housing support services mm-hmm. at that time, um, who did a lot for them um, when they moved out of the hostels. I mean, most of the hostels in Glasgow were not fit for purpose, definitely not fit for purpose. How many hostels were there? Um, at that time when I came in, there was probably about an excess, of, there was three in the northeast of the city at that time, one actually not far from here in Broad Street. Um, there was a female one in Inglefield Street, um, which was very, very large, um, and it was great to see that reprovisioned into the Cara Centre up in the northwest mm-hmm. of the city. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, the landscape of homelessness has changed dramatically um, with the amount of accommodation that was there at that time. Money was ring fenced for homelessness because yeah. of the hostel um, reprovisioning programme. Um, but it was great to see folk coming out and actually getting appropriate housing and feeling safe, to mm-hmm. a certain extent, feeling safe. Yeah. A lot of the p- people I spoke to, you know, I lost a lot of their pals. And they were in the hostels, but again, I think they became a wee bit kind of institutionalised that that was their only way of living. Of course. Um, I think it'd be interesting to go back now and look at and to be able to kind of follow people that were in the hostels to see if their experience is still the same. They're still feeling that way. Yeah. But it was good to speak to individual service users. We did an audit for that and gave some feedback to Thomas's partnership. So going back to well, obviously coming to today, talking about the the uh, housing associations and, yep. and what they are doing. There does seem to be a, a an uprising and sort of flats being built. Uh-huh. About is that your experience? Do you see that there's more stock coming onto the market? There's a lot more, a lot more housing associations, particularly here in the northeast and in the northwest of the city, who are building. Um, a lot of this, the ex old Glasgow City Council stock, the GHA have now taken over. That's all been um, sort of refurbished, and they've actually built new properties as well. It's great to see that in Glasgow. It's great to see new properties. And I'm just hoping, and I know there's an agreement that a high percentage of them are given to people who are currently homeless, which is really good as well. So you're mm-hmm. not, people who are homeless are not getting the void lets, they're getting the good properties, which is really good to see. Yeah, um, but we've got really good housing associations here in the North East who have always given really good yeah. stock. Um, yeah, we have a good relationship with them yeah. ourselves. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good to see and it's, it's good to be part of the, the, the whole package, if you, if yeah. you like. Mm-hmm. So sixteen years. Sixteen years, uh huh. The um, longest I've been in the job, I suppose. So, so what did you what did you do before that? Before I, I worked, um, I worked actually as a administrator in mental health years ago, both in the northeast and the south of the city. And then before I came out this post, I worked in organisation development and training, covering mental health as well, round about uh, quality indicators. And I came out this job to work for six months to a year secondment. I'm here sixteen years later. <laughs> That's because the job has changed dramatically. Um, and each day's not the same. It's still not the same. Sixteen years down the line. Yeah. So um, I was probably seeing. I remember my, my ex manager called me a bit of a rottweiler because I don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that has to be really quite good because you don't have to give up. You know, particularly True. if you're, you're yeah. dealing with people's feelings and people's um, 
He's dealing with human beings. Mm. You just got to fight and do that, fight that wee bit extra for them. Have you seen positive changes? I've seen quite a lot of positive changes. Um, probably, I would say over the past three, four years, um, we are community homelessness services. The additional staff get in there, some really quite good, um, and changing um, remits. Um, but I suppose sometimes you can come back round in cycles. Yeah. So what you did before, you come back to that cycle, and it's like that. So. Um, yeah, I've seen really from really positive changes. Definitely have, um, which is good. A lot more people are staying in their tenancies, but you're still going to have people who, due to circumstances, relationship break breakdowns or anything, is going to lose their tenancy. It's just trying to make sure they get the appropriate support, and they're not sitting in homelessness for yeah. too long. Yeah. So obviously, with the changes that we're seeing now, and uh, obviously, I think today it's housing first conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How will that work? In practice, do you think how, how do you think that'll work? You know, for say people coming out of prison, has those links been established? Have uh, has there been a pathway established from from those? You well, know, think, just one example. Yeah, but, you know. I, I think we're quite fortunate here in Glasgow that our head of homelessness is actually used to be um, in criminal justice, so he has very, really, really good links with um, the prison, the prison, particularly Berlin prison, um, just to make sure that these these match up. That's the problem, just to make sure, because we did have a lot of lost contacts um, and that's been reported on through people who are been released from prison and been in lost contacts to homelessness services. But there's, 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 better, there's better structure there now. Um, well, I think there's better structure there. Um, and I'm hoping people do come out of prison and they're not lost contacts. Um, but because that's the way forward. Yeah. I and mean, even people coming out of prisons, Brian, and people coming out of the armed forces, yeah. you know, we're getting yeah. lost contact. Yeah. And um, then obviously we have a, a rise in... Youth generation yep. coming out of foster care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a, an area that needs to be looked at as well, I, yeah. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. There is a, a, a leaving care um, protocol for Glasgow um, to ensure that people who have been in care services yeah. are getting appropriately housed and don't end up in homelessness. Um, but I'm hoping that the prison work... I mean, the, the three care support officers here in Glasgow are regular links in to homelessness forums and all that across each of the localities and I went and visited them at one point because when they were brought in as posts they were a bit about how to be linked in the homelessness and I got them linked in to Hunter Street because they didn't know where to take people to register for yeah. GPs so yeah. it's just to make sure that continues but you know you can set up things but just to make sure that they, they continue on um, it would be good maybe if you interview somebody for prison caseworks yeah. services to see yes. what their thoughts are we um, were actually uh, chatting with the uh, uh, the chaplain from Shorts. Right. So mm-hmm. she, it looks like she may be coming in to have a chat with us very that's soon. That's good. Mm-hmm. So that'd be good. We've got a good relationship with her mm-hmm. over the years. So so that'd be one to look forward to. So who's Janice? Who's Janice? Yeah, we all know Janice in a professional capacity. So what, I know you've just been to Florida, but what else <laughs> happens in, I in think your world? My, my, I suppose my, but my personal world is, is that I'm a great person of upcycling. I love upcycling. That's my that's my hobby. That's how I de-stress. Um, and my family, that's the, the important thing for so me. Where about yeah. are you from? I'm from Lanarkshire. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've always worked in Glasgow, never worked in Lanarkshire. Um, so I, mm. I don't think I would work in Lanarkshire, mind you. I don't know. I don't know why. Poses just, a question why. I know, I don't know why. I just have worked in Glasgow all my working life. I just I don't know. Um, I covered Eastern Barnsley for a wee bit as well in, in my job, and it was totally different, totally different for Glasgow. Um, but that's me. I just I'll, that's my family holidays. That's the main thing. If people know me, that's my holidays. I work to holiday. Um, 
but I, I love to upcycle furniture. I like to see things grow. So what sort of stuff do you do? What, what, I just, I just, I'm terrible. If I go into a charity shop, I buy old furniture and recycle it, up, repaint it, and things like that. Do you sell it on? No, no, it's for more use. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I think there'd be too much pressure to do it to sell it on. I've got a wee bit of furniture just now that I'm maybe thinking about selling on, but I don't know. It's still sitting. I've started something else because I thought that's too much pressure because it's going to be perfect. Usually it's perfect because I'm just a, a bit of a perfectionist. So, so what was uh, the earlier days like when you were school? How, did you did you enjoy school? Yes, I thoroughly. I was quite a, a bit of a geek actually, quite like into academia and things like that. I actually was accepted to become a teacher, um, and then I met my ex husband and ended up getting married. So I became a teacher. I don't think I go back to teaching now. That's why I like training. I love training. Mm-hmm. I do a lot yeah. of training in the city, so I like training. Whether I want to be a teacher again, I don't know. Another maybe tough, primary school, maybe no secondary gig. school. Oh, I think primary teachers are get a raw deal. Mm. My daughter's mm. a teacher, yeah. and it's uh, ah, it's tough. Tough. I, oh, I don't very know. Very tough. I don't know if I could. I was I was going accepted to Jordan Hill, and then just things happened. So no, I don't know if I want to be a teacher. I like training. I do. I like the training. If there are any training opportunities, I like. I quite facilitate like facilitate training. So did you go to college, university? No, I mean I, I left. I left school with quite a few old grades it was then, I'm sure my age now, and right. a few hires. And um, then I got married and I had my children and that time I worked part-time. And then I went back to college um, to do computer work and uh, to that did Open University, did you know qualifications in management and things like that. Um, but I went to work when I came to work in health service in 1992. Um, after I went to college, I went to work in Gatlock Hospital. Right. And the cash office there um, for six months. Um, I think about six months and then I'm staying years <laughs> and years later. Um, for the idea of my kids were spoiled, but well, not too young, but the idea to get back in the workplace. And that's since 1992 I've worked in, in health here in Glasgow. So it's a long time for that's six nice. months temporary contract. Time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking at getting back to do some service improvement qualifications next. Um, just interested in that. So you love education then? I, I like, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm getting a bit old to sit and go and study and all that again. The last one thing I did was open university. And I remember doing that and I said, you know, it was really quite easy going and it wasn't easy going at all. Um, I'd rather wash the windows and do my assessments. <laughs> but I, I quite like academia. I like, I like, I like to um, probably learn more, I learn more if at all possible. So what would your ideal job be in the city? My ideal job in the city? Um, Probably a wee bit of mental health, I think, a wee bit of mental health. I've been de- recently did some work in uh, mental health discharges, getting people out of hospital where there's an issue around about uh, housing. That was quite interesting. And I also I think I always would go back to homelessness, and I don't know why. I always go back to, just to ensure that people do get the appropriate service. Well, it's all linked, isn't it? Aye. It's mm-hmm. all linked. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we started doing this to, to talk about homelessness, and everything that's around about that, you know, it's mostly it's been about addiction. Addiction. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's mental health issues, as you say. There's obviously poverty and yep. social isolation, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And it's not an easy no, thing just to, you know, no. flick a switch and it's all there. It's all change. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, it, it's, it's difficult not to talk about the... The things that are going on just now with the changes in the city mm-hmm. and changing in policy, etc., and obviously the the cuts that are coming. Yep. Mm. I know you can't really no. personally talk about uh-huh. 
But professionally, though, what do you see? Well, quite a few of the housing associations um, have signed up to the Housing, housing First agenda. Um, and for me, that's the way forward. I know that's the government and local authorities we are looking at, but just for me, it would be making sure there's appropriate support into the tenancies, and I'm quite sure they've thought of that in the, the, you know, the new um, consortia that's appropriate support services can in because we all know that things can fall down and sure. people can relapse yeah. just to make sure that the appropriate services are there. Um, do you think that'll be there? Do you think it'll be there? That, that well, I hope so. It's probably it's the early days because of the consortia, the, the bid hasn't come out yet for the, the new partnership approach. Um, and I was sure, I'm, knowing the commissioners have been involved in it, I'm sure that would be well thought of, mm-hmm. the, the appropriate support getting the properties that are identified. We just hope the properties identified are of good stock. And and talking about the stock, I mean, mm-hmm. around the city, do you know how many tenancies will be available? At the moment, I know that GHA have offered up tenancies. Um, I don't know about any other housing associations. I haven't had a chance to speak to people um, about that. Um, I know that Queen's Cross Housing Association were really interested in being part of that. Um, about the housing associations involved in it. Um but other than that, I don't know who, who else has signed. I know that GHA across the whole of the city have said they'll provide, I, I don't know about I mean, numbers-wise what they've said they're going to provide, but they've said they would provide tenancies. It's just there's been, there's been, a, I, I suppose, some scepticism, just various people, you know, you're talking about in the sector. Mm-hmm. If there was no tenancies before, mm-hmm. when, you know, places like ourselves had, uh, you know, tenants who were, you know... Ready. Ready, mm-hmm. wanted to move mm-hmm. on. Uh, and and the only reason they didn't move is because there was there was no accommodation, mm-hmm. um, or certainly no no accommodation in areas that they'd like we to live, and then mm-hmm. getting offers in areas that they didn't want yeah. to live, mm-hmm. um, or it was too dangerous for them to go back to. So it's it will be interesting to see if that transpires. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just quite a few new builds, so whether they're going to be offered yeah. up. Yeah. Housing force. I see I'm not in that kind of yeah, no, discussions with housing. That, yeah. That's up to um, the commissioners to. So what's your hope going forward? What do you see happening? For homelessness? Yeah, uh, and, but the whole area that you're working, you know, it was because if the landscape's changing and that, yeah. it, it, I suppose it stands to reason mm-hmm. there'll be other changes. Mm-hmm. I think but for, for probably my aspiration for homelessness is, is, is that there are enough properties to to um, be able to house people appropriately um, and in the areas they want to live in. Because um, I know that some of the housing associations in the have done really well, you know, refurbing and, and improving communities and having a community focus. And it's trying to make sure somebody feels part of that community. That's going to be the big thing. So uh, for me, I think my aspiration would be to be enough houses in the suitable areas for people. Yeah. And the, the whole community a bit back. People yeah, looked after yeah, each other. No, I, I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we find that is working mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. or working for tenants, ex-tenants yeah. that, that we, we support. Um, obviously, we've got the, the scatter flats locally. Yeah. Uh, and for, for some of these guys, it's, it's a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. It absolutely mm-hmm. is a lifesaver. But the, the social isolation Solution. part is mm-hmm. a major factor. Mm-hmm. The number of tenants that come through here, they say we don't want to move to another part of the city. We're happy here. Yeah. We we love this area. We want mm-hmm. to stay here. There has been a, a, a lack of quality housing in mm-hmm. this area. Mm-hmm. We have six, seven tenants locally mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who used to live here, who now live very locally and still connect with us, mm-hmm. which is uh, for them. Mm-hmm. It's that contact, isn't Absolutely. it? Somebody to come and speak to. Absolutely. Um, and that, that conversation with yourselves can stop a relapse. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I know you, you, may, you might not have listened to any of the previous podcasts, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Donald, the chap Donald, who right. made a conversation a few weeks ago, released on Friday. It's a case in point, absolutely. It was a brilliant conversation. He's so, so funny, mm-hmm. so funny and poignant. But uh, he's one of our Scarflats mm-hmm. tenants. And um, his story is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's something I think it needs to be, you know, people need to bear in mind going forward. Mm-hmm. It's about relationships. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. that's with the housing association or mm-hmm. the people who will offer that wraparound support mm-hmm. or places like ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I was really keen for part of the recovery housing that you were involved in that because it's, it's having that relationship with an organisation like this that does support people and even the feedback. I've said to you before, Brian, the feedback from people that have been in this project is so positive. You know, and it's a bit like, why wouldn't this project be involved in that? Yes, home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's next for you personally? What's next for me personally? Well, I don't know. I haven't actually thought about it. I'm still in holiday mode. So I haven't thought about is, what I'm going to do next. Is that not what you do when you go on holiday? Uh, when you sit there thinking, "Why do I think yeah, about yeah. what to do? What to do?" Finished your second book, and uh, you know. I know. I don't know. I never. Probably I didn't have the time with two grandchildren to think about that, mind you. Um, for me personally, I don't know. I don't know. Things are changing in homelessness. Maybe it is a time to move on to something different. I don't know. Know. Then you get you come into work one day and you think, oh, right, that was, that was different. So I don't know, I haven't really thought that through properly yet. With all of your experience, have you ever considered putting it down on page? You, know, you talk about you, you love training. I love training. I, I just actually put together a training plan. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've um, actually put some training together before. It was actually um, key management before. I used to do did, did a wee bit of work with a private training company couple of years ago, um, I, just, I put together some training for that, but I never actually thought of that, so mm-hmm. that's get, a lot of work. Get all your experience down in page. Uh, do this, do this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solution focused. There mm-hmm. you go, solution mm-hmm. focused. Solution focused, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Use all the words, buzzwords, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Janice, thanks for your time. No problem at Appreciate all. the chat and uh, thank you. That was short and sweet, pretty much like Janice. I think you'll agree if you know her. Thank you, Janice. Uh, very appreciated the fact that you came in, took your time out, and your first day back from your holiday to come in and uh, meet with myself and, and have a chat. Uh, very enlightening uh, and very interesting. Um, and I hope we can do it again sometime. Now, if you enjoy listening to what we do here on the podcast, Trials of a Sofa Surfer, then we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts of uh, any of the podcasts that we have shared. Uh, But obviously this one, based on Janice's comments. 
you can get in touch with us via our website, which is www.scottishchristianalliance.org.uk and you can email us at info at scottishchristianalliance.org.uk and you can also contact us uh, through Twitter and Facebook. As you may be aware, or if you, as you heard on the podcast, there are many vital services within the city that will have funding reduced or removed uh, by the end of September. Ourselves here at the Arch are one of those services. We are losing vital funding. So in order to continue the good work that we do, we need your help. It costs between £13,000 and £14,000 per year to support a man from alcoholism, drug addiction, to removing them from homelessness and helping them to sustain their own tenancy, where they then go on to pursue a life and become a valued member of society. We are a small staff team, but we work really hard. So I want to thank my staff for the work that they do. Paul, Ali, Willie, Alan, Lorna and Jim. And a special mention for Rebecca and Joe. These guys work tirelessly behind the scenes to ensure that all of the tenants here have a fantastic experience and that all of their needs are met. So thank you all once again. So please be generous in your giving. You can do so via our website www.scottishchristianalliance.org.uk or you can do so via our Facebook page. We would also love to hear from people or organisations, businesses who would love to sponsor the show. If that's you, then please get in touch. Anyway, it's time for me to go. I've been Brian Reid and until next time, stay safe and be blessed.